Because uh, I miss you, babe. Uh, hey, this is episode 114 of the Big Planet Comics Podcast. <laughs> Special Aerosmith episode. Special Aerosmith. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this uh, on your phone, I don't know. Uh, my name's Kevin. I'm Nick. And I'm Jared. Uh, Nick, you're, p- fix your microphone, buddy. If you're listening to it uh, on your iPad, no, 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 tilt, tilt it, up. it up. Just tilt you up. No, tilt it I'm up. Tilting it. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. High um, tech. High tech, everyone. Yeah, so we're here this week. We're doing uh, We're doing what we do. Yes. Yeah, uh, we're sure. reviewing some comics. I, fi- I find that uh, when we skip a few weeks, we have a lot of comics to review. We did not do that. No. Nope. So uh, we don't have a lot of comics to That's review. That's all right, though. We found some good ones. Yeah, we found some More good ones. More time to talk about random crap. Yeah. Uh, Nick, tilt your mic down a little bit. <laughs> you tilt your mic. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Do I need to turn you up there or something? Okay. Uh, turn me up, man. Turn me up. Turn, turn me on. Up. Turn down for what? <laughs> what? Turn down for what? Uh, yeah, so what's been going on, you guys? <laughs> um, it is... Uh, did I say what episode number this was? You did. You can follow me on Twitter, at Kevin Panetta, and you can follow us um, on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, Jared, what's been going on with you, buddy? Uh, I got on Twitter. Did you? Yeah. You've been on it more? Well, I realized that I had an account that I forgot to use. Oh. Did you follow me at, on Twitter, at Kevin Panetta? I did. Do you know there's another Kevin Panetta? I did. It's really weird. It's Because it's, it looks like it could be your account. Yeah. Cause Cause it's, it's like Kevin Panetta. It's like Panetta Sexy or something Panetta like Sexy Time. <laughs> at Panetta yes, Sexy yes. Time. And he posts really, like, sexist things a lot, and it's really yes. gross. So I'm glad he did not get the at kevin panetta is he your nemesis um no we don't interact really but sometimes i look and i see what he's posting and i won't even say what it is because it's gross oh, wow. are you following jimmy smith who jimmy smith <laughs> i followed space jimmy smith's from star wars nice space jammy um, smith's yeah yeah bill he's organa dead, though, right? jimmy smith's is dead i mean he blew up on alder <laughs> no he didn't no no at the end he gets the baby oh he does he gets yeah no, but he blew spoiler up on, spoiler alert he blew for, up on alderaan later uh, we should talk about that Oh, yeah, I guess there's spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, those movies came out first, buddy. <laughs> Maybe they gave him extra babies. But anyway, we should talk about that in the spoiler section later. But Jimmy <laughs> Smith gets the baby at the end. In Star Wars spoilers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in one man and a little baby. <laughs> we <should> do, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Jared, sorry, what did you say you were doing? Twitter. Oh, yeah, okay. Is that it? No, uh, let's see. I <laughs> watched some football. What's, what's your Twitter? Uh, Jared Smith 113. Is that right? If it's not. It's Jared Smith. I think it's Jared Smith 311. I think it is Jared Smith. Oh, is that because you're a big 311 fan? Yeah, no. I'm and a first 311 fan. And you're like, people always get it backwards. He's a big, he's a big, <laughs> one, he's a big 112 fan, but it was already taken. Was. What is 112? I don't know. Oh, there are 311. Oh, well, yeah, it is 112. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Nick. Um, Thanks. Yeah, so Jared, you're, you're about to go on your big uh, role-playing game outing, right? Yeah, sadly that is becoming less of a thing because one of our dudes in the role-playing game outing is like, I don't really like role-playing games anymore. Oh, well, why don't you just uh, take, him? just take him out of the equation? Because uh, we're staying in his house. Oh, uh, can you not do it someplace else? Does everybody else live in a not great place? Everyone else lives world? spread out all over America and Canada. Oh, well, you could go to Canada. It, it was on the list. We were going to go up to the Rockies this year, and it fell through. Canada's on my list. Of? Countries. <laughs> uh, not on mine. Countries yeah. bordering the U.S. It's a much yeah. shorter list. How many countries do border the U.S., you guys? Just two? Um, two. Russia. Does it? Sarah Palin said so. Oh. I mean, it's not that far away. Uh, just bordering, it's two. Wait, does is there's a little strait, right? The Bering Strait. Yeah, 
but it doesn't connect. It does not connect. It has, no, it has no bearing. Technically, on. it's next to it. So yeah, it is next to it. water. But it doesn't border. Okay, well, hey, we got that, that cleared up. <laughs> well, like Japan would border us if that was... Yeah, we're bordering Australia. You know, guys, I have a geography section we're going to do later in the podcast, but I feel like we're really just like we're jumping uh, jumping the gun on this. We're just we're just kind of teasing the rest of the episode. Yeah, so so keep keep it. Uh, it's uh, where in the world is the place we're talking about? Yep, it's and we're gonna, we're gonna hold up a map and everyone can play <laughs> along at home. Yep. So just uh, look at your screen. People eat pizza in this country. <laughs> oh, uh, Italy, Mexico. <laughs> no, no. Oh, Mexican um, pizzas. It was they, a trick band. question. They play uh, football. Mexico. Oh, American football? No, soccer. Oh. oh. Wait. Rugby? So still American. Football, football Americano. <laughs> so still... Not um, football Americano. So it's America. Just football. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, Brazil. Are you, Jared, are you excited about... So you're going to be at your role-playing thing during the World Cup, but you're a big I World Cup guy. I don't know how this is going to go down. It's going to be terrible. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna, you, I'm Nick gonna and be, I were looking at schedules. I'm going to be Nick at a bachelor is, party. I'm going to be tubing on, the, uh, on a river at the exact time that the Greek... Greece game is on the oh, first one. Yeah, tubing very disappointing. Yeah, however, I mean tubing will be fun. I'll be because like but. ESPN three will be running it online again, so I might just carry my laptop everywhere I go and just and insist that we stop periodically for two hours. So when you guys do this thing, do you, is it like you lock yourself away for a while, or do you guys go out to like fancy restaurants like like yeah. Red Robin <laughs> and uh, <laughs> is that the is that, days. Is that the burger place? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, we can't afford that. Um, you guys, I wish. I yeah. I mean, to me, a fancy restaurant is any place that gives you a beeper. Oh. That's what I'm into. Famous Dave's, Red Robin. They have like um, like potted plants. Did for I you say to Famous Dave's? You did. Um, Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's. TGIF. Ruby Tuesday. Do they do that Ruby Tuesday? I don't know. I oh, wish they did. Who would wait for a table at Ruby Tuesday? <laughs> Out, Outback Steakhouse does that. Outback. Now? Yeah. Out Steak Backhouse. Yeah. Um, steak Outback House. Steak, steak, steak Outhouse. Steak, steak Back Outhouse. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. Nailed it. Indeed. Um, but yeah, before it used to be like we'd all just hang out all weekend playing role playing games, and now it's like, hey. Maybe we could go for a hike, and I'm like, "This is the worst ever." <laughs> that sounds awful. It does. Well, maybe we, maybe when you get back, we should all organize a. <laughs> I was thinking game. we haven't done it in a while. We've you should roll for hiking. Some, you know, some new recruits haven't played yeah, with us, and I keep talking about setting one up, and I was going to be the dungeon master, but I don't, I don't have the experience points. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Level up, Kevin. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've done it before, but yeah, I have a dungeon good. for one. I don't have a dungeon. I used to have a dungeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were playing in the dungeon. It was creepy. You follow Nick at, at the real H.H. H. Holmes? I tried to do that and I couldn't find him. It's, Did you delete your I'm account? Tumblr, no, it not, was not Twitter. Yeah, oh, but man. that Twitter is available, so you should do that. <laughs> yeah, you should totally do Before it. one of our listeners. No, I, I do have that Twitter. Oh, do you? At the real H.H. Holmes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, hold on. I Can thought, I follow you right now? I don't really use it very often. Yeah, I thought as long as you got it. Yeah, I'm going to follow you. I, I thought one of our too. intrepid listeners was Jared is getting his phone out of his pocket. I don't, um, don't want to forget. We should do a video podcast so people can catch that great stuff like that. Um, the real H.H. Holmes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope I don't get sued by by H.H. H. H. Holmes. Is it by the real H.H. H. H. Holmes? Holmes or the real H.H. H. Holmes? I, I think it's at therealhhholmes.com. Dot com. Yeah, so Nick, what have you been up to? Wait, wait. Does Nick have a website now? Uh, yeah, at the regional Uh, is that where I can find your Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't have a Twitter, it's a Tumblr. Oh, wait, so you don't have a Twitter? No, oh, this it's is it's a Tumblr. Okay, you need to start what? With Twitter. Is I what said we're it was about. a Tumblr. But then you said you also have the Twitter. I should do Twitter at the, <laughs> Nick at the real is up with the high tech. We're gonna cut this whole thing. Oh, no, out. there is one. Is there John Riggins? Is that you? No. <laughs> Is that you? There is the real H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, that's just Somebody stole it. Somebody stole it. Hey, I have it on Tumblr. John Riggins, if you're a listener, you need to sign that over. Just, can we just tweet at him, you stole it. You stole it. 
Um, That's I don't, really don't want to get murdered. I can't believe there's somebody that already has it. Yeah. So, well, uh, no, they got I it after. I don't think he's using it because he's just got a little egg symbol. He doesn't actually have a picture. <laughs> up. Well, the real Agent Jones is like a like a Tamagotchi, and he starts as an egg, and then you hatch him into America's <laughs> two first, tweets, America's no followers, first serial killer. Ooh. What are his two tweets? Um. Hey, Neil Payne, you should check this peer-reviewed econ paper on NFL drafting, which Wait, has a link. <laughs> and then to some other dude, felt the nerdless level, le- nerdness level peak as I was excited to see that you're on econ talk. Who is this guy? This guy is, totally doesn't get it. He doesn't know who he is. Hashtag stuff that bores everyone else I know. Hey, he got one thing right. Um, Yeah, Correct. so Nick, what have you been up to? <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been watching Orange is New Black, the second oh, yeah. season. The second season. That's pretty good so I, far. I just watched all of the first season. Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah, I watched 13 episodes in two days. Oh, nice. And uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Hey, just a little update, you guys. It's good stuff. I totally didn't recognize the. It was the redhead from Seventy Show. Just didn't. Get Did it. you oh. also recognize the Captain Janeway? Isn't it? That took me a long time too. I don't yeah. think. I think someone realized that. I realized that for was, a while. Is the Rusky accent? My wife know. was like, "You know who that is, right? You know who it is." And I was yeah. like, yeah. "And then once you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah. it's Captain Janeway." Yeah, she needs to work out more. Kate Mulgrew. Well, there was that thing that happened where she. Um, had narrated do you see that she like oh right <laughs> she narrated that movie about um what is it, what oh was it yeah about? it was like climate change deniers or something weird it was like even weirder than that i can't remember no, it was it was a uh, like center of the universe like the oh yeah, of the universe yeah is the centrist. sun or something yeah, yeah yeah no people that think earth is the sun still think oh, earth that's is what the it center was yeah. of the universe. Uh, it's pretty good but uh yeah i i liked season one of orange is the new black i guess season, season two, two is, still is pretty, pretty great so far there we go we will not we talk, talk about it in the spoilers no i'm watching it no is that how this is working, um, Nick, with your Game of Thrones spoilers for we me? We can talk about Game of Thrones. I uh, I was section. telling somebody was talk. I was telling somebody we have a spoiler section in here now, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that's why I haven't listened to the new episode." I was like, "Oh geez, I don't know if this is a good idea." Oh really? <laughs> then somebody said they really liked it. Yeah, right? and then a couple of people said they really liked it. So I don't know. I don't know what to do, you guys. I know we should get all of our listeners to tell us what to do. Well, it's at the very end. So. Yeah, tell us what to do. And if you have questions, you can send those questions to podcast at bigplanetcomics.com. The good thing is it's a normal it. episode, and then you can kind of skip the last yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so it's like extra short. Yeah. You're extra like, short. this is done. I don't want to hear these guys <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. anymore. They're like, thank God it's not um, long, which this episode is going to be because we're it's, just It's climbing. like a jumping off point for a podcast. You're like, I'm out. Can I just say I like this more casual atmosphere? I like when we're just chatting at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's good. Like, what what did you guys do today? Nothing special. Just what happened? We hung out. Sold <laughs> some comic books. <laughs> Nick, thanks for that. Uh, I believe uh, if you guys didn't hear Nick said, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I had some tacos. It was Did you? Awesome. Oh yeah. See, there we go. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I made a sandwich. See, I made some eggs in the morning. See, this is just we're, like, we're digging deep. <laughs> we're digging deep. Uh, yeah. So what have, what have I been doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I think more importantly, I should ask Kevin what he's been doing. Kevin, what you been doing? I uh, my comic came out today. No, no, no. That's not what you've been doing. What you been oh, doing? okay. Well, um, you've been signing Ralphie May. I did sign some comics. Yeah. yeah. Who's your comic, Ralphie May? Yeah. Um. Oh, my favorite comic, <laughs> Gabriel Iglesias. Um. <laughs> Because he talks about tacos. Oh, boy. God, that guy's the worst, <laughs> man. We're gonna, uh, he's just like... Which guy? It's a lot of... <laughs> Gabriel yeah, yeah, Oh, does really he? Bad. All of his jokes are just like, hey, listen out. let's not even Listen to this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nick knows all his routines by heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's true. They're the worst. Can't no, but I, I wrote a comic book. You wrote, uh, you wrote a lot of comic books. Yeah, but this one is was uh, actually came out today. Uh, it's the Bravest Warriors Impossible Bear Special. It's true. I have a six-page story in there with Paulina Ganeshev. Who's uh, awesome. Who's awesome. Yeah, she does all our podcast art and stuff. And it's out now. You can get it at your local comic book store, Big Planet Comics. 
or you can get it on Comixology. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> There's also a story by Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> <laughs> there is a yep, but uh, you that only comes in the Comixology version. That's true. Uh, so, so don't buy it. Yeah, <laughs> so don't buy it. Uh, yeah, so I, that's pretty exciting. Just like selling that to people today and going on Twitter trying to promote it and stuff. Cool. Yeah, that's about it. I've been working on a bigger project with a with a bunch of cool people, and I'm excited about that. Is it a warp drive? Uh, nope, it's another uh, comic book. Oh. Uh, potentially a Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. We'll see what happens. And then, what else have I been doing? I watched all those Oranges of the New Black. I made some bratwurst for dinner before the podcast. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah. That sounds delicious. With sauerkraut and onions and stuff. Oh, that's pretty good. And, uh, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I I've watched, been playing I video games. Baby Milo. Yeah, you did watch Bad Milo. Bad Milo. Yeah. Um, how was that? Which was, uh, it was pretty good. It was kind of stupid, but fun. Is it a cat? Um, no, it's a movie. It's about... I know, a movie about a cat named a, Bad Milo. No, it's about a guy. Uh, <laughs> Bad Milo and Bad Otis. Or, no, it's about, uh, <laughs> it's about a guy who... Uh, there's a monster that comes out of his butt whenever he's stressed out. Wait. Oh, boy. What? No, move on. It's great. No. All bad dogs go to bad heaven. <laughs> it's, it's a great movie. Um, cool. Oh, uh, I watched all the E3 coverage. Oh, okay. uh, so uh, yeah, I wish you, I wish Nick had watched that so we could talk about it a little I bit. Some of it. Was there anything important? Uh, the new Batman game looks really great. That's good. Uh, Batman Arkham was Knight really, was really boring. Yeah, I'm sure it was. They didn't show any Beyond Good and Evil two stuff. No. Did they? Yeah, that's the only thing I would care about from them. Um, they showed that Assassin's Creed. They're game. Like, hey, Assassin's Creed. They're like all dudes all the time. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. The Nintendo stuff was the most exciting for me. Uh, I don't know. There's just they got cool looking games. Pac Man and uh, yeah, Pac Pac Man and Super Smash Brothers. And uh, PlayStation was killing it. They had a ton of great stuff too. So a lot of cool indie games. I don't know. I'm excited. It made me excited about video games. What's the most nice. exciting game? The most exciting game coming out. Well, for me, it's Super Smash Brothers. I like Super Smash. I like uh, what's it called? Azura? Is there a new Azura's Wrath? No. Oh, what is that game called? <laughs> the, one, the one that's like underwater. Oh, that looks cool. I, I can't remember what it's Journey. called, but it's the people that made Journey. I've never played Journey. Journey is great. Yeah, I know. I need to play it. Oh, the uh, you know what the most exciting thing for me was, which is pretty stupid, was they're making an HD remake of Grim Fandango, oh, yeah, which is one of my awesome. favorite games of all time, which is about uh, being a uh, a travel agent for the dead, selling people packages to. Uh, to like travel to hell or heaven huh. and good. then it turns cool. into like a like a sort of cuba revolution day of the dead story it's awesome and all everybody righty. looks like sugar skulls wow yeah, it's, it's good stuff good. but uh yeah so that's it that's what i've been doing all that stuff stuff the new magic the gathering set came out so i bought some packs of that oh yeah yeah the cart they're sideways now it's confusing yep it's yeah. all all draft heavy well i think that's about it you guys want to uh Talk about some stuff. You guys want to do some news? Yeah. Sure. Let's get into some news with our man, Scoops. <laughs> this just in. The Ant-Man saga continues. Uh, so, uh, at this point in time... Wait, wait, wait. Can you do a more, like, news news reader guy voice? Do it over again. Yeah, we're going to do this over <laughs> I try to do the headline that way too. Peyton Reed to direct that man from an Adam McKay rewrite. That's what I, that's good. <laughs> like you're so good at it. News at 10. No, uh, news right now. Okay. It's 10. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, it is 10. Right? It's 940. Uh, oh, so close. So news uh, in 15 minutes. <laughs> so yeah, Peyton Reed, uh, director of Bring It On. Oh, really? And uh, Yes Man. What? Oh, wow. And uh, White Chicks. Something else not no, quite that, was that good. Brothers. Uh, is directing Ant-Man. Well, the first Bring It On is a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good. Uh, yes yes Man. That's the Jim Carrey yeah. one, right? Where he can only say yes or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, which, yeah, whatever. Um, and uh, Adam McKay apparently is still involved. He's rewriting the script. 
Which means it's not going to be the original Edgar Wright script. Yeah, yeah it's but... going to be that rewritten by Adam McKay, which I guess could be. I Adam mean, Adam McKay. McKay is good. He's worked with. Has he worked with Paul Rudd before? Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. All right. Well, that clears that I mean, up. He did, uh, he did Anchorman. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did do Anchorman, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the current status of Ant Man, which is mm. kind of a sad <laughs> spiraling mm. out of control. Yeah, thing. I mean, I guess this is what like, this is like kind of our final thing that we're looking at. I now, think so, which yeah. is much less exciting. But you know, it's like you look at some of the people who have directed the Marvel movies; they're not always interesting people. Yeah, I mean, the guy who's the guys who did Captain America. I think we talked about this last week. <laughs> All they did was Community before that. Yeah, I think they did, and then the guys that did. Well, I guess the Thor movie. The second one was like the Game of Thrones guys or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. but yeah. So that's that. That's that. Number two, Vincent Nafrio is set to play Wilson Fisk, the kingpin in uh, Daredevil on Netflix show. Oh. Did they cast Daredevil? Yeah, they did. It's uh, the guy from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, um, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. But it's the guy we talked Charlie somebody. <laughs> but I guess we hadn't talked about that. Uh, yeah. So they cast him, and now they cast Vincent D'Onofrio from lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. The Cell. The Cell. <laughs> that's he, a good movie. Men right? in Black. Uh, yeah, he's the bug in Men in Black. It's yeah. probably his best performance in anything. Right. Um, he kind of looks like Mark Ruffalo. He's on one of the yeah. special crimes shows. Special crimes oh, yeah. units. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. Uh, yeah, I think he's on Law & Order SVU. Maybe. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good choice. It's it's like... It's interesting, at least. It's interesting. It's not like they didn't get, like, Butterbean or something. <laughs> Butterbean? <laughs> Somebody who kind of like Michael Chiklis, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like they're like, oh yeah, let's just get like a guy that's already bald and fat. <laughs> It'll just make our job easier. Uh, yeah, so I wonder if Vincent D'Onofrio will be like a baldy fatty in it. Hmm. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. It'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, it might just happen naturally. Here's the, the most imp- important news of the week. Oh boy, Sony is developing a half CG, half live action movie based on Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, okay, yeah. So I wish I had like a, a car breaks sound effect close enough (laughs) um yeah so (laughs) half cg half live action yep what does that mean it's gonna be like yogi bear they're gonna train a hedgehog to run really fast and animate people to talk to him so sonic's gonna be like talking to people yeah he's gonna have sex with them (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if they're gonna go that far but maybe that will be on the internet a year later (laughs) a day later i think you're thinking of the live action sonichu movie oh geez uh we should review sonichu comics on here i don't like this this is not cool to me yeah i don't i don't like this um but maybe maybe it'll be good like smurfs i mean i guess dr robotnik is a person yeah. Uh, he's human, I guess. Yeah. Sort of. Humanish. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's this seems weird and gross. Uh they're I know they're doing their Sonic Boom cartoon is just about to start up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, somebody trying to break Sonic? in here or something? No, it's raining. Oh, okay. Rain. Um <laughs> That's rain. Could be. Yeah. So I did are any of us invested in Sonic the Hedgehog? Nick I is. probably am the most, I guess, right? Are you? Yeah. Oh uh, Nick's obscure Sonic. I mean I like I love yeah. Sonic. Yeah. I mean we both tried to read Mega Man Sonic yeah. Worlds Collide. <laughs> I read one issue yeah. and I was like, all right, that's good. Yeah. I was super excited about it and then yeah, it was nothing. So whatever. This will be t- terrible, right? Yeah. What if it's really good? What if it's really good? What if it's like <laughs> what if it's like the Speed Racer movie? Oh, which yeah. I think is great. It is great. It's gonna be like Julie Taymor. <laughs> <laughs> Julie Taymor. Oh, you mean Julie Taymor, the director of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. That's kind of a bummer thing to end on. You got any more news? Um, I can make <laughs> some up. Yeah. Make something up. Uh, um, Scarlet Witch cast as Captain America in, in, Spider-Man the, in the Spider-Man 3. 3. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it for the news. But we yeah. do have some signings and stuff coming up. We let Jared do this part. Yep. 
<laughs> so, all right, uh, June twenty first, uh, free RPG day at our VNN College Park stores. Do we have any idea yet what what there's going to be? Yes, uh, up on our Facebook page. Hey, we have a fancy picture. Follow us on Facebook. Yep. Uh, all right, June twenty fifth, the next Wednesday. Uh, David Lasky will be signing in our Bethesda store. Uh, July fourth, of course, is our most awesome twenty eighth anniversary as a store. All day. All day, all stores. Everything 20% off. Yep. Love it. And you guys should come in and hang out. It'll be awesome. And say happy birthday. Uh, and then August 9th uh, will be the DC Zine Fest. Which, oh, cool. Uh, we just signed up as our retrofit combo partner setup. So that'll be up in uh, St. Stephen's Church up here in Northwest DC. What's the legality of giving people RPGs? Have we talked about this already? We have made that joke before, if that's what you're yeah. asking. Uh, <laughs> it's based in the current uh, state of affairs in America, I'd say it's kind of patriotic, honestly. We could do it in Virginia, but probably not in D.C. I need yeah, to protect my it. family. That's why it's only Virginia. Yeah, no, D.C. D.C. can do it now. Is uh, mm-hmm. is Virginia an open carry? Wait, you can have guns in D.C. now? Yeah. Isn't that oh, crazy? Lord. Yeah, that's how bad it is. That's not good. Yes. <laughs> um, I live uh, I live near a place where people got shot before you could have guns in DC. <laughs> nice. Um, cool. Yeah, shot from very far away. Yeah. Across the border. Yeah. Can you have sniper rifles? <laughs> Apparently. Um, yeah. So uh, the Zine Fest is cool. I've been there a couple times. Yeah. I'm excited, excited to do it. Yeah. So what you're you're just going to set is Box Brown coming down too, or is I it going to be? Might have to twist some arms. It's a smaller thing. Yeah. So I can but if not, I'll be now. chilling out there and being like, "Yo, I did nothing to do the any of the art on any of these books." I might give you some of my mini comics to sell. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them, bring you should sign them all. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll sign awesome. all the retro. No, I'm talking books. about Kevin. I mean, uh, Jared's just signing everything. <laughs> I'm going to sign all the Madeline. Yeah, Forest I, do, books. I do this. Yeah. No, uh, when I was at Toronto, someone dude actually wanted me to to sketch something for him. I was like, ha ha ha. No, but I will. <laughs> I will at the Zine Fest if you want me to. People were definitely asking me to sign Bravest Warriors yeah, and Possible Bear Specials today. Hey guys, and Bravest Warriors and Possible Bear Special number one. Four ninety nine out from Boom Studios today at your local comic book shop, or you can get a digital copy on Comicsology.com. Four ninety nine. I mean, uh, it's long. It is <laughs> it's long. a decent price. My story is only six pages. Hey, how much for just the see story? if they'll cut mine out and give you a deal. <laughs> nice, uh, cool. So that's our stuff coming up. Hey, let's do some questions. <laughs> All right, uh, we have a question from Satchel at Satuation. Right? Is that what is, is that what, what's happening right. here? Okay. Yeah, sure. uh, it says, hey, Podcast Q, which stands for question. Um, what other local nerd podcasts do you recommend? What about a calendar for nerd events? Um, so, is there another local? I don't know any other local ones. I was going to be like, Star Wars Minute. Uh, there are a couple of uh, ones in the area. There's, uh, hold on, I had to write these down. So, <laughs> uh, dc-area-comics-scene.tumblr.com. Uh, which is basically kind of reblogs all the stuff that relates to the local Washington, D.C. and surrounding environs uh, for comic stuff. And then comicsdc.blogspot.com, which is Mike Rohde. He writes a lot of articles for the city paper and stuff about comics and interviews a ton of people. So those are both kind of good local, not necessarily calendars, but cover a lot of the local stuff that's coming up. And there's, I guess there's a podcast, uh, it's not local now, but it's a guy that used to live here uh, named Sam Marks, who Marks-y. sends us questions sometimes, but uh, he does a podcast called Didn't Read It that's pretty funny, and it's just about, like, all the comics that they didn't get a chance to read every week. Nice. Yeah. And um, they've already done, like, 20 episodes or something. Wow. Actually, yeah. following the Small Press Expo, the awesome local alternative comics con up in Bethesda on Tumblr is a pretty good way to do it. I mean, they do a ton of reblogs and stuff, but they tend to cover a lot of the local events, too. We need to do some more SPX stuff this year with this podcast. 
Yes. We need to figure that out. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're all going to have just realized all three of us will be working at the show, so we don't know how the stores will be open, but we'll figure it out. We should just close the stores during SPX anyway. Yeah, it'd be like our holiday, <laughs> our third holiday of Come the year. Come to yeah. SPX. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, hopefully that answers your question. Uh, we'll put links to those in the podcast notes. Yeah, and if there's anybody out there who's local that's doing something cool, uh, let us know. Yeah, I think Caroline Bolevsky might have a podcast, oh, yeah. too, but uh, I don't know So what she's is. like one of the big parts of the uh, Magic Bullet. Magic Bullet DC Conspiracy Crew, and they've got a little section, too, so they do a lot of local stuff. So, yeah, there are a few around. Cool. And not exactly a question, but we have an answer to a question that we posed on the podcast. Yep. This is from INJ Colbard, who we accused of drawing 75,000 comics a day. <laughs> uh, he says, in answer to your questions, the Sherlock Holmes books were brought out in the UK six months apart. In August, I have a four-part miniseries with Dan Abnett from Dark Horse. In September, a six-part miniseries begins with Dan Abnett for Boom. And in November, I have another Lovecraft adaptation, Dream Quest of Unknown Kadoth. So I draw a lot. I have two adaptations to do, and then hopefully next year another original following after that. So INJ Colbard's a busy guy. Yep. But he took his time out to listen to the Big Planet Comics That's podcast. Awesome. Yeah, oh, I mean, right. the thing is that the, the craziest thing about it is there's no dip in quality at all. Like, no. Everything yeah. looks great. It, uh, um, I, yeah, his stuff is always awesome. I think he works digitally. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, I, I, it looks like he does. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not hey, sure. INJ Colbard, answer every question. We'll have, we'll have new <laughs> questions for you every episode about of this INJ podcast. Colbard Corner. We should get him on here at some point. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Uh, we'll talk about him when uh, his new uh, Dark Horse miniseries comes yeah, out. We'll talk yeah, about, we will talk about him in September and then in November. <laughs> and then uh, hopefully next year we'll talk to him about his other original thing. Uh, yeah, so thanks for the answer, uh, INJ awesome. Colbart, and thanks for the question, Satchel keep, at Satuation. Keep on making awesome comments. What is Satuation? Is that your podcast? If it is, we'll plug it for you. <laughs> Speaking of plugs, you guys, uh, this week on shelves, the Bravest Warriors Impossible Air <laughs> Special number one. What about it? Uh, featuring stories by Kevin Church, Jess Fink, Jeremy Cerise, Kevin Panetta, Paulina Ganeshow, uh, K, uh, what Cat Lay, who I thought was Kate Leth spelled wrong, but it is a different person. Oh, that's good. And a couple other people, Nick Menino and um, I've, I've got it Jeremy right here. Cerezi. Yeah, I said him. Cerise. Oh. I Cerise? I always thought it was it's Cerezi. Cerise. Yeah, it's Cerise. That's a good um, name. and hey, that's everybody. That is everybody. Yeah, I got everybody. Did you get yourself. Yep, Kevin Panetta. <laughs> at that's Kevin me. Panetta hey, at Twitter. Kevin Panetta on Twitter. <laughs> KevinPanetta.tumblr.com, or you know, just uh, follow me around. I'll give you my. I'll put my license plate number in the show notes. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, you guys want to do some reviews? Yep. Let's do it. We love comics. They're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lobdell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. Up first this week we have the Bravest Warriors Impossible Air Special <laughs> Number One, uh, available for four ninety nine at your local comic store or digitally on Comicsology. Are we actually going to review this? Um, uh, we could. I didn't get it. Oh. I don't understand, I don't understand what, <laughs> well, what's, what's happening in this comic. It. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of good stuff in here. We're not going to review this because I have a story in here, but uh, please go buy it. Who are the Bravest Warriors? The Bravest Warriors is a cartoon created by Pendleton Ward, the creator of Adventure Time. Ah. And uh, it is a web episodes. <laughs> it is a webisodes and uh yeah it's it's kind of a sci-fi thing it's really fun uh very much in the vein of adventure time but we're not actually going to talk about that oh, I'm, I'm kind of curious like impossible bear is he a bad guy like he, i have not seen the show so impossible bear is interesting so all i know of him is from what i read in this issue so when i was writing my story for this impossible bear basically had one um one episode that he was in and he just had a stick 
that he called a gas-powered stick, and he would beat people up with it. <laughs> really? So he lives with them. But uh, they sort of pick up different people along the way, and he's he one of them. like a jerk roommate, or is he like an enemy? He's or? a jerk, but he's kind of like part of the family. Right. Like, he's kind of Wallow's pet. Wallow is one of the characters uh, who is... Um, Voiced by Ian Jones uh, Cordery, I think his name is, who's an awesome guy. And, uh, and yeah, so he has, like, Wallow as a pet and Catbug. And uh, Catbug and, and uh, I mean, he has Impossible Bear and Catbug as pets. And they kind of interact with each other. So the story I wrote is kind of like a roadrunner-y thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's fun. I like the Kevin Church Jeff Fink one where he's trying to listen to a record in peace and quiet just all by himself. And, of course, that goes horribly wrong. Yeah. He's a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I thought that I thought that one was much more, like sympathetic almost like I, I was totally rooting for him which is weird because like later on in the thing he's much more of a jerk to people you mean in mine <laughs> uh, and all the other ones yeah all the other ones yeah I, he definitely tries to murder somebody in mine yeah he does but it's more like a booby trap yeah for boobies yeah uh because a cat bugs a and then there's all, his art is great yeah what was the one um it's amazing man there's one in here see, I, about the fish <laughs> no. well jeremy's art is really cool in his uh yeah, yeah the whole thing's good I don't want to review this. I have a comic in Let's here. Let's go. Next. Yeah. All right. So up first this week, we have Empty Man number one. This is a new uh, series from Boom Studios, uh, who also published the Bravest Warriors and Possum Bear <laughs> special this week. Um, yeah. So this is, a, this is a new horror comic written by Cullen Bunn, who writes Six Gun. He's written various Marvel things uh, with art by Vanessa Del Rey, whose art I don't know, but She's it's really familiar. I think she drew Hit. That oh, she did it. draw him. Yes. That is correct. I was like, I know her name. And uh, this is a really cool story. This uh, was disgusting. It is disgusting. It's it's about um, a virus, this sort of weird unknown virus. Yeah, so Nick and I were talking about this earlier, and like, I like this book, but it's kind of a little too much for me. It is definitely in the not creepy your horror vein. It's very creepy. Uh, yeah, which and gross. they get across very well, but it's the thing that like... If viruses could kind of mutate or cause people to do stuff. So it's not just like a, a contagion or outbreak type thing, but it's much more like if people got contaminated and or went crazy or there's... Yeah, it, almost a little like bit. It's like a lot of stuff going on in this one. Almost of, a little bit like Crossed or like uh, the movie The Signal, yeah. but not as uh, not as sort of but it's, over the top. Yeah, it's more of like things. a kind of a sentient virus. It seems like it's actually got a purpose um, and there's kind of these these kind of death cults that worship it yeah they, um, they call the, the actual virus the empty man so that's the name for the virus and like since it grew all these cults have started worshiping it or being influenced by it or just awful but also there's a thing where maybe the virus named itself because uh whenever people get uh, die from the virus um there's always a thing that says uh the empty man made me do it um always scrolled on walls so it's uh it's weird. It's it's not like a virus where people die the same way. It basically makes them do different things. One guy jumps out of a bin- building, somebody yeah. um feeds their babies to dogs, somebody gets runs into traffic and it's yeah, pretty crazy. And we got some weird elements here like the opening scene is a preacher at a kind of small town revivalist type church who's uh just talking about how things built up and how he's kind of a faith healer. And then you're not real sure where that story is going, uh, but then... But then you see, like, on a TV that now this guy who was once in, like, yeah. this tiny place is, like, a big, big uh, guy, like, yeah. a, like televangelist-type character. And so I'm now. sure, yeah, he's somehow yeah, said connected five years to... ago in some little Arkansas town, and then, and then it the... jumps to the current case of someone getting the empty man, and then it's got the two cops who are kind of investigating. Are they cops or FBI? I don't know. Uh, there's a CDC, CDC yep. and FBI task force. Yeah, who are yeah. working together on trying to figure this out, because it's got so many weird, like, Because it's a kind of a virus, but it could be... 
you know, like something crimes are being committed. Criminal, or, yeah. yeah. And I thought that stuff was cool. I thought the, I thought the way the cop stuff was done was really interesting. They're kind of at odds with each other. The whole thing had kind of a like a southern gothic kind of feel yeah. to it, which very much reminded me of uh, like True Detective in some ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought the whole thing was cool. There's a lot of body horror, like or sort of. Uh, like Cronenberg or even uh, Lovecrafty type stuff. Yeah, or, like one of the first people that dies is um, you see them in the shower just kind of trying to clean themselves to the point where they're just all bloody and skin's coming off. Yeah, which r- reminds me of something you would see in like an Ian McEwan novel or something. Yeah, and um, like their little blurb at the back where they're talking about like, hey, this is our book we had out this month. They're like, like with elements of J-horror. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, I totally can see that, that kind of well. gross. And then yeah, there's a really Japanese crazy thing stuff. at the very end. Yeah, I was yep. like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was cool. I, I actually really enjoyed this book. I, I guess it's not really Jared's. It's just yeah, a little like, too gross. I, for I him. appreciate what they're doing, but there's way like because <laughs> they are drawing stuff. I don't even want to see in this. So um, if that sounds good to you, though, yep, then you should definitely check this it's out. It's very well done. Yeah, <laughs> definitely pages. I was flipping as quick as I could. All right, up next we have a a mini comic called uh, Young American. This is by a local guy named uh, Andy Hood. Yeah, he just kind of came into the store, and he's like, do you guys take comics from people? And I was like, sure. And, you know, usually that could go either way. Um, but when he brought his stuff in, I was like, holy. Yeah, yeah. So this, this is good stuff. This is a, like a selection of some shorter stories. Yeah, this is his newest uh, as, one. He as, brought in uh, The Werewolf and a couple of other ones from the last year or two. And this they're all kind of collections out. of uh, little short stories. Yeah. So this has six stories in it, and uh, each one of them is, is kind of like a, you know, they're they they have a linear narrative but they're also kind of very poetic at the same time yeah. um and uh he has a very loose but cool art style that kind of sometimes reminds me of uh like adventure time stuff and then maybe looks a little bit like uh, katie skelly as well yeah. and uh yeah i thought all these stories were pretty neat one was about a ballerina and it's kind of like a tragedy uh and then another one is about um just uh, they're like a kind of love story gone wrong and one has a magic fairy in it <laughs> yeah some of these are um, just like almost emotion pieces they're so short but you just kind of get a vibe from it and then the others are like i don't know there's, there's kind of a, a twisted tragedy <laughs> some of these are like a twisted sense of humor oh so. sure yeah the one that really yeah. stuck out for me was the story adam's baby which is about a yep. guy that trades his baby for a cell phone mm-hmm. and then every night the cell phone rings and he hears his baby crying in hell yeah. yep and uh that <laughs> was like, a that was a pretty messed up little story. Yeah, a lot of these, like, they just kind of take right turns in, in plot where you're just like, oh, uh, was the werewolf that had the one with uh, the little the girl who's marries the lumberjack? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is one of his earlier ones where it's just a little girl. And she's like, I got lost in the woods and I met a lumberjack and he became my husband. I didn't know any better. I was eight at the time. You know, just like, what? <laughs> it's just like yeah. this kind of like, oh, but it's like so perfectly fits the kind of like almost surreal nature of his storytelling so yeah i thought I it was really cool yeah i thought it was really nice and uh yeah he's he's good with like page layouts and his composition is really nice yeah it's it's a it's a good little collection yeah cool so there you go uh up next we have that's because you're a robot this is a one shot um thing from is it image yeah yeah this is written by david quantic and uh drawn by shaky kane who shaky kane did um monster truck yeah he did monster truck and uh what was the mini series he did he did two of them bulletproof oh, coffin yes yeah yeah uh nick i know you're a big shaky kane fan you want to tell people what i this do is love about? uh bulletproof coffin uh yeah this was um kind of read right up my alley this <laughs> is a book tailor made for me it's very stupid but like in just a great way um in the perfect comics and the, way and yeah. yeah and the uh the setup is kind of like a like a like a TV show buddy cop kind of thing where, where there's like a twist. Basically, the gist is there's uh, two cops who are uh, working together, the partners, and one of them is a robot, but they don't know who which one is the robot and which one is not. 
And so the whole thing is just them kind of investigating these, you know, these crimes. But at the same time, they're constantly arguing about who's a robot and who's not. Um, yeah, it's just like the ridiculous punchline of almost every conversation or event. Yeah. Or like yeah, there's a part where like by the chief or whatever. There's a part where one of the cops is like, "You want some fries?" And the other one's like, "No, nah, I'm not hungry." He's like, "Not hungry?" That's and he's like, "Cause that's because you're a robot." <laughs> it's like stuff like that. Yeah, um, and he's like, "I don't feel like a robot." It's like, well, maybe you don't feel anything because you're a robot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like that the whole time. But at the same time, they're fighting like a yeah, it's like a Frankenstein and a cop. giant leprechaun and the transforming helicopter <laughs> yeah, it's like every ridiculous buddy cop movie but way over the top but it's definitely like a story you know they're yeah. they're trying to investigate this thing and there's this uh, character called the uh ager who can just change his age at will which is criminal pretty, a pretty interesting yeah uh thing but yeah i liked it a lot and i wish it was kind of a little bit more of an ongoing i don't <laughs> but, i think this was the perfect but it's definitely yeah it's yeah. definitely perfectly uh, done. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of like say uh, Benjamin Morris stuff. Yep. Not in art, but like in tone, and then also, um, you know, like weirdly of like the older Bob Burton stuff, like the Mystery Men comics and yeah. stuff that were part of Flaming Carrot. Just in the weirdness of the characters. Yeah. But I think his art style a lot is uh, is a kind of I don't even know what this kind of style of art is, but it's like that kind of Nick Patara, um, a little bit of Chris uh, Burnham, like Allred, kind of like pop arty looking yeah and uh you know some of it reminded me of like ulysses fairness uh like mega city one judge dread right. stuff or mega city two uh yeah but overall it's just like super colorful super awesome it is like it's like pop art it it's is like awesome. a carnival freak show of a comic like through a pop art filter just, and just it's hilarious. pretty awesome so put that on the blurb for when you do the new printing. <laughs> um yeah so it was but it was really cool definitely worth checking out all right up next we've got Original Sins, number one. Uh, this was Not to written, be confused with Original Sin. Yeah, so this is Which a five... Confused a lot of people. A five-part <laughs> miniseries that is spinning out of Original Sin, even though it doesn't have a lot to do with the events of Original Sin. Yeah, Not some yet. of it kind of does. Yeah, maybe it's, it's just starting to. So this is broken down into, what, three stories? Yep. Yeah. The, the, um, first, the first one's by Nathan Edmondson, who, uh, who's written a bunch of stuff. He writes The Activity. Punisher, Black uh, Widow. Who's Jake Ellis. Uh, and drawn by Mike Perkins, and it's called Terminus, and it's about Deathlock. Yeah. And uh, it very much seems influenced by the current S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Yeah. Yep. It's weird because he, he looks like the current S.H.I.E.L.D. Deathlock, but then in the flashbacks, he looks like the traditional Deathlock. Right. And um, it, it even, like, is in, uh, like, Grand Central Station where right. some of the story in S.H.I.E.L.D. took place. Right. But it's just kind of a story about um, him not knowing he's Deathlock, but being sort of a secret uh, you know, like a guy who can like a be sleeper agent, like a sleeper agent. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It was short, but uh, it's kind of an introduction to the Deathlock series that's going to be coming out in October. Yeah. And then in the back of this thing, uh, there was a, like a really crazy uh, one-page story by uh, written by Stuart two Moore. Page. Or two-page story written by Stuart Moore, who... Um, what does Stuart Moore write? He wrote The Exterminators, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And drawn by Rick Geary, who draws all like the Victorian murder stuff and... Uh, it was just like a really weird story about Lockjaw that yeah. almost seemed like something that would have been in like the Marvel Strange Tales right. thing. Yep. Uh, and I thought it was cool. And then, uh, but the I'd say the the bulk of this, yeah, the, is, reason, the reason to buy this for sure, yeah, is yeah. a story called Young Avengers Hidden in Plain Sight, which is going to uh, run through all five issues of this. Mm-hmm. This is written by Ryan North, who writes Dinosaur Comics and Adventure Time Midas and uh, Midas Flesh. Yep. And then the art in this is by uh, Ramon Villalobos, who I don't know. But he has an art style. I was talking about Nick Patara before who draws Manhattan Projects. His art style is very similar to Nick Patara. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Nick, why don't you tell people what's going on in this? Uh... Uh, it's <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's uh, basically about uh, Prodigy and Hulkling. 
um, and Marvel Boy, because I guess this one ties into the events of Original Sin because definitely the most. Um, of the three, a lot yeah. of the characters that show up at the end of Original Sin two and in, in, in Original Sin three are from the Grant Morrison Marvel Boy series, and so you know they contact Marvel Boy and are like, "Hey, did you see your girlfriend and her friends are like you know fighting everybody in downtown uh, Manhattan or whatever?" Um, and then they you know they get involved in that and they try to figure out what's going on and. Um, there's a great thing where Hulkling pretends he's uh, Phil Coulson. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a cool story. It, there's a crazy little twist at the end with a, a character we haven't seen in a while who seems to be going through something terrible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's cool. I like it. I'm excited about it. Uh, I want to read more of it. And it's it's still got a little bit of that tone from um, uh, like McKelvey and... Uh, Young Avengers run, yeah. But definitely has his own personality as well. But yeah, it's very... It's much more humorous. I like that um, they're keeping up with, like, putting creative teams on the Young Avengers book. Yeah. And uh, so is this just going to be five parts in this and that's it? Or are they relaunching Young Avengers with Ryan North writing it? It could or, go either way. I mean, I would love to read that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought this was really cool. I thought everything in it was solid. The Deathlock story was a little run-of-the-mill, like, especially compared bit. to the other two things. Yeah, but it's, it sets up kind of an interesting dynamic where... He's like a family man who can get turned on and kill people, like, with but remotely. <laughs> yeah. So my guess is every issue of this is going to have an intro to a new Marvel series that's yep. coming out soon, and then another part of this Young Avengers thing, and then a really weird thing, uh, at, the like, end, yeah. thing at the end. <laughs> yeah, one of them in the, I think, in issue four or five is uh, written and drawn by Chip Zdarsky, so that that's should cool. be interesting. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. All right. Uh, we just got a couple more things. Up next, we have Oak. This is a graphic Oak. novel by uh, Max Badger, who is... Um, uh, Jim Woodring's son, right? Yep. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So this is a this is a self published thing, a Kickstarter, right? No, uh, he actually won one of the last Zurich awards for oh. this. The Zurich grant was set up by the who's it? Peter Laird from the Teenage Mutant Ninja yep. Turtles took some of the turtles' money and set up a foundation to help people publish uh, new comics and get stuff into print. Uh, and like the two, Tupac albums, it ended 35 years ago, and uh, New Zurich books still come out every week. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, unfortunately, they decided that um, with Tumblr and all that stuff, it's much less necessary to be printed to get your work out there these days, which is a valid that thing. That makes sense, yeah. Uh, but that means that a lot of this awesome stuff that could look really cool in print doesn't come out. So, luckily, this squeezed in at the end. Uh, and this book is awesome. Yeah, this so so good. So Oak is about uh, a kid who does not have a name. He is an orphan. Yep, his dad was cursed by death. This is a awesome fantasy series. Yeah, and uh, it just kind of uh, it's it's a it's a nice complete story. I feel like yeah, and it follows him through. Uh, a series of I think four different adventures yeah. and as he goes on them he keeps uh, like adding characters to his party basically it's like as a, he a classic fairy tale kind of timeline of just like as you meet things or become obstacles you either get a boon from it or you make a new friend or discover something And so it starts out and he, he meets up with this um, he basically falls down into this cave oh wait wait we gotta explain why this works so well like so his dad was cursed by death and the curse was passed on to his son that his son would not know fear right and so this kid is just the kind of person who would just walk into something that would be a really dangerous or really weird thing with kind of open-eyed, I wouldn't say like naivete, but just like he's open to trying things or talking to monsters. He's very casual stuff. about all yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so with that, he's able to meet and talk to things and just be in experiences that everyone else would be scared of or run away or try to kill something. or. And, uh, yeah, so the first thing, he, he falls down into this cave and there's this kind of like ghost king. Yep. That is protecting the this ruins. treasure. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of explanation of every of the reasons why and stuff. But basically what happens at the end of that is he ends up with a scepter uh, that is like kind of a magic item. And then the second story, he meets this giant snake uh, who and he's just like, 
you know, he's so casual about it. And I think all that comes across in the dialogue. Like, all the yeah. dialogue's really funny and stuff. But basically, the snake ends up being turned into a tiny snake and becomes, like, his friend. His yeah. belt. And then, yeah. so things, <laughs> things like that keep happening. Yeah. And then the story builds up. And they do a really good job of uh, making, like, sort of building all these elements tying into, it together and tying it yeah. together into one bigger story. I don't want to talk too much about what happens at the so end. So much of it's just the ride of, like, what crazy thing will happen next? Right, exactly. How does he get out of this? Or what do these new things do to but him? But it's got a really sort of easygoing charm. Yeah. And uh, I thought the writing was really, it's, it's just like an easy to read book. It's really fun. Uh, the main character is is cool. I like, uh, there's cr- kind of a framing device of like some trees telling the story about yeah. this king, yeah. which I thought was cool. And uh, yeah, and like, by the end, you you realize, oh, I'm like really attached to this character. Yeah, it feels like a grim fairy tale or like an Arabian night, you know, where it's got that kind of timeless thing. Like you could see like some weird, you know, like the little peasant boy went into the wood. It's like that kind of feel right. to it. Uh, which I think uh, Max does really well getting across, but yeah, the, yeah, it's the, very the kid character is get classic. The kid character is just I loved him. Like I, I just wanted more adventures with him. Yeah, doing. he's very plucky. Yes, plucky <laughs> is a good word. Uh, yeah, and it's got a cute art style. Uh, yeah, you, you know, it's he. Uh, the the characters are very cartoony, but then sometimes the backgrounds are like very well rendered, and it's always kind of lively and and fun. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's definitely worth checking out. And it's a nice big oversized edition. Yeah, like, it's a really that, nice book for like Zurich money. It's like fifteen or twenty bucks. Fifteen or bucks. Yeah, for like a big hardcover. Yeah, so. and this is basically all ages. Like uh, I think he blogged about it. I was reading about, it, but he, he said he was very careful that even with some like really horrible monsters and some even some kind of emotionally fraught situations, it's not graphic and there's no profanity in it. So this is like you know appropriate for younger readers in some yeah ways. there is a there is uh the one story about the sister and brother is a little rough right right but, but it doesn't like show anything no no you know? no so it's like he handles some very heavy stuff very very yeah. nicely i think yeah so. all well done and uh yeah if you can find this uh definitely worth picking up you can probably order it from him on his webpage hopefully i think so and if we not have, we got him we have copies in our stores <laughs> yep so uh send us an email yeah so just one more book this week uh this is new lone wolf and cub volume one you heard that correctly this is a new volume of lone wolf and cub uh this is volume one this is written by the original writer kazuo kuiki uh but this is drawn by a new artist hideki mori who uh i don't think has drawn anything that's been published in the u.s but he he adapted a historical novel in japan called bako and uh his art style is very sort of realistic uh painterly um painterly is not the right word but yeah he's got a really cool art style uh it kind of reminds me of uh ikigama is that the name of the guy who draws crying freeman yeah yeah uh just uh, yeah but uh uh, this was very cool. So this well, is well, who's the original artist on the first Lone Wolf? Was it Kojime? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, all right, they they have a little like article Kozeki at the back Kojima. of this where like uh, Kojima is like that. Mori was basically an acolyte of him. He just loved his art and kind of fell in love with comics based on that, and so has definitely been that's his major influence. Their art styles are very different, though. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't compared in a while. I feel like he gets the, but the tone of it is the very tone, similar. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. True. Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean the the art is so good. Yeah. yeah but so good. basically, uh, if you haven't read Lone Wolf and Cub, I don't know. It's kind of we'll, hard to we'll talk skip about this. To the spoiler section. It's what six thousand pages long or something. Yeah. But basically, ridiculous. at the end of it, if if you, I think you can know this and still get plenty out of Lone Wolf and Cub. But basically, yeah. at the end of Lone Wolf and Cub, the Lone Wolf uh, dies in a uh, a duel with uh, is it the guy who killed his wife it's been a long time yeah, since I about that. all right so basically yeah, nemesis Lone Wolf yeah, yeah. and cub is uh set in medieval japan uh there is a master executioner a guy who cuts off the heads of uh nobles who've betrayed the the ruler of japan who then has his own series called samurai executioner right uh Isn't that no that's a different guy oh okay but yeah. it's a guy from lone wolf and cub yes okay <laughs> uh but basically uh he is betrayed by a clan of ninjas who are also working for the head of japan 
and makes it look like he's a traitor. So he says, I'm going to go on the road with my baby son, uh, and the two of us are going to become assassins for hire and get our vengeance. And at the end of Lone Wolf and Cub, uh, much vengeance is had. Many people are dead. And his little son, who was literally a newborn at the beginning of the series, is now three to five. Yeah, yeah. He's still very young. Very young. Can barely speak. He's probably five. Just Five-ish, yeah. yeah. But basically, he's been traveling for years with his father, watching people get massacred and murdered and just a horrible, bloody existence. And they kind of say that they're, they've become demons. Like, they've cast aside all of, like, earthly, like ties to go on this quest of vengeance and so at the end of that uh this kid is all by himself and it's this literally happens immediately after that last scene of lone wolf and cub it begins yeah like like the kid the kid is even like notorious at this point yeah like around the country he's called the uh shishogun which is uh the child with the eyes of life and death. Yeah, there are literally yeah. <laughs> moments where, like, you know, you know, experienced warriors will see this little kid and be terrified at how, like, soulless and, like, that, like just how much death this kid has seen every time they, you know, interact with him. And, uh, yeah, so uh, Lone Wolf Cub is one of my favorite series of all times. It is, like, one of the most epic, like, literally the, the final culmination scene is, like, what, six books or something, which is, like, a thousand pages long or something. It's, it's ridiculous. But anyway, it's great. Uh, so Dark Horse is reprinting all those in nicer, bigger editions of two or three books in them. Because the original series was 28 volumes long. And they were tiny, the yeah. ones that, yeah. Uh, so this new one, it matches the size of the, the new editions. Which is much nicer. Yeah. The other, the, the books that, that they published before were like, they had the Frank Miller covers and they were, yep. you know, they were the size of like a baseball card. <laughs> yeah, they were super tiny. Um, but yeah, this one's... So basically, this starts off that uh, he's there by himself, and a new samurai comes along, recognizes who he is, and says, you know, if we are destined, we have ties, uh, I have a sword that was made by the same guy that made your father's sword, and if we have a connection together, then I will adopt you and we'll go off together. And uh, so it's kind of them exploring... Yeah, it's very, they, uh, it's very interesting. It's very, very much like Lone Wolf and Cub. <laughs> yes, it's basically like new wolf for the kid. It's almost like really cute while being really brutal at the same time. I think that Which was definitely kind of the tone of Lone Wolf. Like yeah. it would be very Lone Wolf was more brutal with occasional cuteness. Kind but of, but the relationship between yeah, the exactly father and the son same, was yeah. always was always interesting and cute. And I feel like you get that in here as well. Yeah, this one's kind and of now like, the kid's a little bit older, so he has a little bit more of a personality. Yeah, and yeah. the kid's kind of like. Uh, you know, has to kind of learn to trust him, and um, but he's also testing him at the same time. Yeah. yeah, and then this guy's also teaching him some new skills to kind of defend himself um, a little more than the uh, trick cart that he has. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of it is that neither of them really knows each other, and they are kind of you know trusting each other to a huge degree. And the ongoing plot is that this new guy, this man who you know kind of adopts the kid, has of course a bunch of ninjas after him. Very similar to Lone Wolf in the original series. Uh, and so there's a lot of, like, politics and, like, you know, ambushes and betrayals and people in disguise and, like... All, like, very all similar like, to oh, the original yeah. Lone Wolf and But, such, the, but so, the action scenes are so great and so well yeah. choreographed. Um, there's this great one where there's, um, you know, it starts off kind of cute, like him and the cub are... Uh, buried in mud and they're just kind of relaxing in the mud and playing along and they kind of splashing mud on each other in the background there's like these reeds moving on the water and um you see that their swords are gone and these ninjas jump out of the water and i don't know it's so well choreographed it's really kind of funny too because like these ninjas up out of the water and he throws the kid (laughs) yeah uh, (laughs) out of the way and 
he dips into the water and he pulls out two swords and it's so crazy he he just he kills people so crazy there's a part where he throws a sword into the air and it just lands in somebody's head <laughs> it's incredible yeah uh so this was awesome yeah it was awesome uh i think um you know, if I had one fault with it, I will say it was, you know, the best, I think my favorite thing that came out this week. Although, uh, there was a book, uh, called the bravest warriors and Bear special <laughs> number one by boom studios <laughs> available now in your local comic book store or digitally through comiXology. But, uh, yeah, this, it's a little episodic maybe. Um, there seems well, like yeah. it's just moving from one thing to the other. My biggest fault with it is, it's just so much like lone wolf. And Cub. Yeah. Right. I feel like, uh, I was, I guess I didn't know what to expect coming in, but I thought maybe it was going to be about cub as an adult. Yeah. The, um, the problem with, uh, so it's this, a little bit about him coming of age. Yeah. Um, but like lone wolf more. and cub wrapped up oof, in 76 or something. It ran in the seventies basically. And this lone wolf, new lone wolf and cub sequel came out in 2003 in Japan. And so basically for what, 30, 40 years, people had been debating the end of Lone Wolf and Cub, which I've left out a lot of like, really intense character stuff. And people were really curious what was going to happen next. And so to have this be literally seconds later. It definitely is, clarifies like, yeah. exactly what happens at the well, end of the Well, in that blog, they talk about, you know, he he, uh, he talks about how he, he, his, the only question he ever got was yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm trying to, to spoil it for everybody. But yeah. What happened to the kid? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and so... I don't know. I, yeah, I think Kevin's point is good. I, I feel like they didn't change it enough or, or go further enough with it or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like or... it's like basically Lone Wolf and Cub was about this very strong bond between a father and son. Yeah. And um, not to make a superhero. Uh, and so, so, like, and this is about a very similar bond that is not as strong. So right. there's not as much sort of emotional connection. Weight to it, yeah. But, yeah. but it's also, at the same time, like, to make a superhero analogy, it's like you look at, uh, like, the Bruce Wayne and Damian Wayne characters when they first start together, and it's like, that's that father and son connection. And then when Bruce Wayne dies, it's a comic about Dick Grayson, like, trying to deal with this right. kid and stuff. Yeah, and that's interesting in its own way, but I think it's not as sort of, you know, it's not as strong as the original Lone Wolf Cup books. That being said, it is still like a really really amazing comic yeah, yeah and it's, this was totally awesome but it also makes me want to reread all of lone wolf and cub which is even awesome it's got this kind of interesting dynamic though i think where these two kind of lost people find each other that's true i mean it's a little more about the other guy kind of finding out stuff about himself as well that's true like in the first um, one like uh the father is very grounded already because he was so certain he's very he's stoic yeah, yeah. He's like, and in this one there like nick's right there's a lot of like He's kind of surprised by Daigoro, the kid, a lot. Or not a lot, but there's, you know, there's definitely more give and take than the first one. And more uncertainty, which yeah. could be interesting in its own right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and I think it is. It's just, uh, it's so easy to compare to the yeah. dynamic from the original story because it's so similar. Yeah. But, uh, but, but I, I feel like as it goes along, it seems like they're kind of making it so... Um, the kid's kind of going to evolve and grow and kind of be more of a fighter on his own. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he is already seemingly a little bit older by the end of this than he was at the beginning of it. So yeah. uh, it, it would be really cool if they aged this kid up oh, through be these awesome. stories. I don't know how many... Do you know how many volumes oh, of this have know. come out in Japan or if it's nope. still coming out? I'm pretty out? sure it's finished. Because but... uh, Koike is still alive, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, this was fantastic. If you're a fan of Lone Wolf and Cub, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, you like, must definitely buy, buy this. Uh, if you haven't read Lone Wolf and Cub, I would say definitely check out the Lone Wolf and Cub Omnibus Volume 1 as opposed to this. Yeah. But uh, just because 
that's it's good to read that all yeah before you it's read so good and they're already up to like volume five or something on that so i yep. think they'll finish it up within the next year or two yeah so uh yeah that was lone wolf and cub i don't think we're gonna do a spoiler section this episode because no. we're already like an hour in no. so uh and but i'm gonna read a bunch of stuff before next episode and we're gonna spoil all the comics that ever came out spoiler alert do yeah. it all right cool well uh thanks guys for listening thanks see you next time uh birds warriors and special moments.